Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Married at First Sight wrap-up, where we will be talking about Married at First Sight, the reunion for the Boston Cast Part 2. Uh, I am here, as always, Jason Reed, one of your co-hosts, and with me is Asia Welch, my other co-host, whose perception meter is always on 10. Asia, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Um, you know, I try because, you know, I know it's a running joke at this point, but I am a great perception reader. <laughs> My perceptions are always good. I'm tired of people saying that I don't have good perceptions on things. Oh, man. I I mean, did you find this reunion to be as interesting as part one? No, we could have cut a whole hour off of this. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, been very succinct. We could, we like we've been saying, we could have had an hour part two and an hour where are they now? I think we all would have been very happy. Yes, exactly. What are we doing here? I want to know who in the Married at First Sight production owns Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> because this primetime spot, I mean, same on at the same time as This Is Us. Shout out to This Is Us. Well, not on exactly the same time. Well, no, because This Is Us is Tuesdays. Oh, it is on Tuesdays. It is on Tuesday. I watch it usually on Wednesday. Okay, it's on at the same time as Survivor. Mm-hmm. On at the same time as the new spot for Abbott Elementary. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, it's a great spot. Like Wednesday, middle of the week, that's when people are watching TV. And I just don't understand how we just found out that they are going to be airing an episode every week leading up to the premiere of season 15 in San Diego on July 6th. Yeah, it's a bunch of specials. It's like Boston, look back. It's like one of them. And it's like, we just we just went through this a week ago. Why do we have to look back again? Like, Why are we looking back? Yeah, yeah was, how is that a thing? It's all these crazy specials. 
And I, I like, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if someone in the mass production has like a, like dirty photos of like a lifetime exec. And they're like, <laughs> you're going to let us have a spot all year, every single Wednesday. We will or never else. stop airing Married at First Sight content. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So for those out there who didn't know, so we had the part two this week. Next week, there is a Where Are They Now special, which we will be back to podcast about. Okay. It looks kind of interesting. It does. It does. There are some, <laughs> there are we, all the faces we love. And then there are some special guests. Some uh, additional faces. Sprinkled in, which is very interesting. Uh, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what we get up to there. But that one, I believe, is another two hour special where yeah. I'm just going to be like, I don't know about, about the two hours, but it'll be fun. You know, we will always make it fun. So no matter how good or bad it is, we'll be here to help you get through it. Yes. Uh, June June 8th, they'll have the Rules of Marriage, which I believe is hosted by Brianna from season 12 from Brianna and Vincent and Beth from season nine, Okay, I think. And then June 15th, Boston, a look back, which you just referenced. So (laughs) exciting stuff. We're looking back to May 25th and before. (laughs) (laughs) And then June 22nd, matchmaking special, San Diego. June 29th, kickoff special, San Diego. Then finally, July 6th is the premiere. So did you see any of the little looks at next season like the uh, mm-hmm. little scenes we got what did you think I think next season looks interesting I think they have cast you know they they kind of look like I don't know if it's just me or they they seem like they could be skewing a little bit older like I mean no one looked like older but it didn't seem like people were in their 20s Interesting. So we we don't have a uh, Elijah Wan Zach uh, Chris type of spot this year. You're you're saying Uh, the the younger person is obviously not ready for marriage. I hope not. Which I mean, we'll see. I could be very wrong because I don't know anything about their ages. I just know what we've seen, and then I've seen like the cast photos of them together. Um, But I don't know names. I don't know ages. So, I mean, it looks interesting. I mean, it's so hard to tell. Well, I mean, it looked like Married at First Sight. It was like, right. you know, I didn't see anything that knocked my socks off, but they're not going to show us the really juicy stuff up front anyway. Right. Um, and they they go they kind of they kind of go in between like, we don't want to show y'all who's on the cast. Mm-hmm. And then they show us like these scenes for the people that are on the cast. So it's like, yeah. pick a lane, Married at First Sight, pick a lane. Yeah, but something I do want to talk about before we hop into part two is the the expert update. So Dr. Viviana is out for next season. I don't know if out permanently, but she's at least not going to be back on season 15 because of competing projects. So they have replaced her with two experts. The first one is Devon Franklin. So I've, uh, so in in the things I'm hearing, I've never heard of this guy, but apparently he is a little infamous. Uh, you sound like you maybe know a little more about it than I do. So you want to fill me and the listeners in? Yeah. So Devon Franklin, he is a, I believe he's a pastor, if I'm not mistaken. They didn't credit him as a pastor in the article that I read that is um, that is talking about him. Yeah, they credit on uh, Wikipedia, they credit him as a motivational speaker and a producer. Uh, he wrote, he used to be married to Megan Good. And they wrote a book together called The Weight. 
about how, you know, waiting to consummate your marriage is beneficial. I think I did hear about that book, but mostly from the Megan Good side. I didn't really (laughs) clock the name of her husband that wrote the book with her, but that's that's interesting. Yes, exactly. But the big news is that, you know, I said used to. So they're no longer together. And I don't know if that happened. I believe it would have happened before this season was filmed. I got to clarify filming dates for when they, you know, when they had their weddings and such. But if he's a single expert, how what is that dynamic? That's interesting. I mean, it may bring a new perspective, but this wouldn't be the first uh, divorced expert. Dr. Pepper is once divorced. Um, I do believe Cal is divorced. I do believe Cal's on his second but marriage. But they are currently in a They're marriage that a they marriage, can yes. reference. Yeah, I, I still think he he can bring a, a perspective to it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's useless. <laughs> I feel like this was a we're trying to get a name, a big name, because never before have we seen an expert that has like kind of has had a career up to the this point. Like usually new experts, I've never heard of them before. And then now they're an expert on the show. But Devon Franklin, like he's out there. So I really I wonder what I wonder what what, what was the reason? It sounds like you're not you're not sold on, I'm not. on this guy. Uh <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I mean, I, I bought the book. I tried to read it, but it was too repetitive. So I never I have never finished it. I do like Megan Good. Um, like I mean, they're... I do too, but probably for different reasons. <laughs> probably. Maybe. Oh. Uh, so they had a joint statement saying like when they broke up, they were like, after much prayer and consideration, we have decided to go into our future separately, but forever connected. We celebrate almost a decade of marriage together and a love that is eternal. There is there's no one at fault. We believe this is the next chapter in the evolution of our love. Oh, my. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's like next evolution of conscious uncoupling, I guess. Yes. Like what? So that's interesting. So, so very interesting. Like not the not the average breakup post. Yeah, it, it's like the Zach of breakup posts. Even though exactly. we said no, we are really saying yes. Yeah, <laughs> never say never, but I'm saying never. Right. Yeah. So I'm re- I'm very interested about that selection, and so I'm really interested. I mean, we don't see the experts that much, so it's not like it's that much of a commitment for him, but. The the second expert is Dr. Pia Hollick. Excuse me if I'm saying that incorrectly. Uh, she's a psychotherapist who specializes in sex and couples therapy. And uh, so, you know, I feel like she's filling Dr. Viviana's spot, you know, right. in the fact that they specialize in similar things. So I wonder why they didn't just go with her. So now that there will be four experts, do you think that that changes anything? Do you think that we will see them more? Do you think that there will be one of these experts that are around more than the others? Maybe since we're moving to the West Coast, like maybe a couple, the two new ones are maybe based on the West Coast and can be around more. Maybe. Uh, what do you think? I couldn't imagine that Devon Franklin is more available than Dr. Viviana. Right. <laughs> you know? You know, so I, I don't know that I'm a little nervous. Um, I don't know. 
I just I hope it's just not like, okay, we have him. He makes one appearance on a an episode as his visit, and then that's a wrap. I just I'm 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 very curious to see what perspective he's gonna provide. Interesting, interesting. I'm I am optimistic. I will stay like positive. I don't want to judge him too quickly, like like you are, but I don't know him. <laughs> it's not quick judgment. I, I have sat on this since I found out yesterday. <laughs> uh yeah I, i'm gonna give him a chance I, I haven't seen him i haven't maybe once i do my digging i'll find out stuff i don't like and then that will change my perspective but yeah uh, i mean there's nothing i dislike about him i'm just concerned of just like the star power and the fact that he is known he's fresh off this very public divorce just kind of what can he, what what perspective is he providing for um, marriage and potential marriages? I wonder, is it going to be like a, you know, I just went through a very public divorce. So if you do find that your person is not your person, it is okay to say no. It's okay. <laughs> On decision day. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't know. Honestly, we'll that's see. what they, that's what we, we wish we would have somebody like that for Mark. Uh, this, this, oh, absolutely. This season, right? To yeah. be like, it's okay, absolutely. Mark. You can get divorced. It's fine. Right. Um. But yeah, before we hop in uh, to part two, let's highlight some reviews. Let's do it. Uh, so I want to start out with a review from uh, looks like Mrs. Jackson to you. Uh, it's titled um, Our Favorite Podcast. Uh, it starts out, my husband and I are obsessed with maths. Uh, when I discovered this podcast, I was hooked. I really look forward to it every week. You guys are the dynamic duo. A great mix of funny and interesting. Your reenactments have us laughing out loud. Uh, Jason, you are a fool. And Asia, uh, forgive me if I got this playing wrong. Uh, you are really sweet. I now listen to several other mass podcasts. Uh, yes, I have a problem. Slash, don't judge me. Um, but I have to say, this one is by far our favorite. Hubby and I listen to it when we were driving in the car together and we just crack up. Thanks for the laughs and keep it coming. Y'all need a TV show. I would definitely watch. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Jackson. That was fantastic. Uh, I'm glad that you guys can listen in the car because when I get in the car with my wife and I turn on our podcast, she tells me, I hear enough of your voice. I don't need to hear it again. So I'm very happy that you can listen to the podcast in the car with your significant other. I unfortunately can't do the same. <laughs> That's hilarious because I we had a, a, a I, I work from home. And my full time job, and we went into the like everybody that I work with. We went into the office this week, and on the way back home, so my roommate also works at the same place, and she like closed her eyes while I was driving, and we had like a forty minute drive. So I was like, "Are you asleep?" And she said, "No, do not turn on one of your podcasts." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, how'd you know? <laughs> I should need a, I could I could knock out like two podcasts on the way home. Listen, on, on the other tip about us having a show, I, I definitely think that we could be like a daytime talk show. Like we could definitely talk about some of the, you know, the, the top trending stories. I think we could do that. We, we should look into that. I know. I know. I was thinking like when we were diving into uh, the experts, I was like, is this Miss Magnets? <laughs> yeah, well, we, could, we could be a competing, you know, entity. Right. But nobody can compete with that podcast. Let's be real. right. Yes. Y'all go out there and uh, listen to Mess Magnus hosted by uh, Sasha Joseph and Kirsten McKinnis. They're killing it over there. Um, but yes, you know, I, uh, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I need to highlight. A, I, I'm still thinking about this TV show. I'm like, what would the concept even be? But we could sit on that. 
Yeah, we we could we could brainstorm. Uh, if you guys have any ideas, you can let us know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also have another review for Cameron from Cameron Eleven. Uh, subject: Love the host. I look forward to this podcast after watching the show every week. You guys have a witty banter that I really enjoy. I wish you guys did a recap for all the reality TV I watch. Keep it coming. What else do you watch, Cameron? Let, Let us, us know. know. Maybe we, can, we, we watch can, it. We can yeah. talk to the big boss. He might give us the permission. I don't know. Right. Um, Asia, I did I did stumble upon another uh review that I just noticed. Um it's a very short one. So it's from uh KLPNY. It says great maths team. Sounds promising. Yeah. Um I love Asia. <laughs> um um <laughs> that's, that's pretty Great much team. it. That's, that's pretty much it. I'm uh, looking at the back. I don't see. Maybe nope. I don't see anything else. Maybe their fingers slipped and they hit submit before they could say. <laughs> could and we, Jason. we could have another. We could have another Miss Barb situation. I don't know. Right. Uh, KLP and Y. Hey, we all we all agree. We all have Asia. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that feedback. Uh, KLP. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> one of best, one of the best uh, reviews we've gotten. I appreciate it. It's even better review than that guy uh, J.R.E.E.D. left uh, that one time, uh, you know, a couple seasons ago that really complimented me. So I'm glad you got one. Too. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. And spread, the, spread the love. Jason. Okay. Um, I'm not hating at all. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, But thank y'all for these five-star reviews. Definitely go out there. Leave us more five-star ratings and reviews. We'll shout them out on the podcast. We, you know, we'll be back for where are they now? We will have an off-season podcast. We're going to drop at some point in between um, next week and the uh, premiere of uh, season 15. So just go out there and show us some love. We really appreciate it. We love seeing that people are actually out there listening. For sure. Especially KLPNY. Yeah. <laughs> right. Special special place in my heart. Everybody's heart. Yeah. So let's get started. Let's where, do it. Where, where, uh, what, what did they do on this part two? So we're, we're going to start where the show started, right? So we're going to go. We, we got right into the ladies' meeting with all the ladies. Like we started the show with Kevin, like around all the ladies. I was like, "Oh, we're just jumping into it. That's cool." Yeah. Uh, so you know, we start off with uh, Kevin Green. All the ladies, the ladies all look like uh, like I was like, "It's giving real Power Ranger vibes with all these different colors." Like <laughs> yeah, they said they didn't on. match on purpose. They coordinated what colors they were wearing, and just you know, just like any any girl friend group. Yeah, so we get into the the uh the we start with the drama like like so uh so Alyssa like uh you know we learned that you you blocked Lindsay pretty soon after you guys met. Uh so Kev asked Lindsay about it. Lindsay talks about how you know she you know she let them know that she was uh intense. Like they went around talking about all their flaws. Lindsay's like, Yeah, I'm pretty intense. But of course Alyssa said, Oh, I have nothing, I don't have really any any flaws to talk about. And you know, apparently Lindsay had commented to her about that uh, and said, I don't even believe that or something like that, probably. And yeah. so Alyssa, you know, went ahead and blocked her on social media. Naturally. Yeah, naturally. And so Lindsay claims that the next day uh, she realized Alyssa blocked her and called Alyssa to apologize and say, you know, I'm sorry if, uh, you know, I said something that upset you. Lindsay says, um, no, that's actually pretty much a lie. You, you, you called me. You did call me the next day. 
but you actually like kind of were mean to me. And I asked you if you're going to be that way to me, not to talk to me anymore. Uh, Kevin asks if, uh, if anyone else has Lindsay blocked and uh, Jasmina says, uh, well, I didn't block her, but I, I didn't follow her. And Which is, like, that's an active effort, like to unfollow someone that like you are intentionally wanting none of their energy. Like I, like if I unfollow somebody, it is so on purpose. It's not just like, oh gosh, this person uh, posts too much. Let me just unfollow them or oops, that's unfollow. No, it's usually I want none of this energy in my life anymore. Unfollow. When it wasn't even a mute, it was just like an unfollow. Yeah, like, right. I don't want to see any of your nonsense to fill my head. I don't even want to risk that I accidentally unmute you to see your crap. Um, mm-hmm. So we, uh, Kevin says, oh, really? We'll, we'll get back to that. Um, and then Kevin asks if anyone's surprised by any of the breakups. Katina says she knew that Lindsay and Mark were butting heads. Uh, you know, the same for Jasmine and Mike, but it all happened so fast. Noi thought that Jasmine and Mike could make it, make it work, but they did have their co- communication issues. And she was surprised that uh, Mark and Lizzie, you know, broke up like within a few, like a month or so of decision day. Kevin asked Katina, uh, you know, Katina and, and oh, they, you know, they make they Kevin, Kevin, I want to like be cool with you, but no, you really not were not. This. You really were not it. This this uh, this reunion. Kevin's like, oh, Katina and Elijah, one, they just make you smile. They this bring not us be, joy. Yeah, Boy, what? This would not be the end of Kevin the kissing Elijah's butt uh, this episode. Uh, so I mean, did like I, I have to believe that Kev has seen highlights from the season because how is he having this view? Maybe maybe Elijah has an in-person charm that we're not aware of, but Kev is just like, oh, you know, had no hope for you, but now we love you. You can. We can't help but to smile when we think about you. However, so I don't much. feel that way. No, I mean, I'm it, still like, very much on the fence. Yeah, like you said, Elijah one's obviously like a charmer, like in real life, apparently, because I mean, he's charmed the Mary First Sight like production. He charmed the experts. He's mm-hmm. charmed like he's already charmed Kev, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so you know, maybe it's an in-person thing. You just we just don't understand through the TV. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kevin's asking about the uh, you know the stuff between Elijah and Katina. He shows us a a montage of all the things that Elijah has done to Katina. Uh, Kevin asks Lindsay about the clip, and she says, uh, "You know, I love O, but he can, he can be wrong. But he does he does own up to it. He does say he's sorry." Um, <laughs> Jasmina says, uh, "You know, you, the people don't see him correct himself." And me and Kevin says, uh, well, you know, no, no one no one else has grown like Elijah one. And my eyes are just rolling around in my head. Uh, Katina says, uh, you know, Kevin asks, so Katina, how do you deal with this now? And he's like, well, I just I just talk ish back when we have issues. And I was like, OK, uh, I was like, at least there's that. Hopefully, like, I don't know. Right. It's just like it's like he hasn't changed, but she has changed to be able to like dish it back. She's brought like, down his level. She, right. He's made her worse. <laughs> yeah, like that's not the compromise. It should be y'all should be headed in a more positive direction. So that that was very confusing to me. Um, but I guess real quick on the the girls, the like the dynamic of all the ladies. Like they were saying, they have a they group a group chat together. But if everybody is kind of done with Lindsay, how does this work? I, I think that it's like. It's a group chat. This is my son on their breath. Minus Lindsay. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's just, that's just, I, I get like, I don't know. Like, 
maybe they, they just didn't say that part like out loud, but I think uh-huh. we're to understand that from the feelings I get from this whole reunion that Lindsay is probably not in those group chats. Gotcha. Maybe maybe there's a group chat of the whole group with Lindsay, and then there's that secret secret group chat with everyone but Lindsay. It's like we speculated at the beginning of the season, they have the whole group chat and then they have the ones without Alyssa, but no, it's really with Alyssa but without Lindsay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is the opposite of what we thought. It's like it's like the group chat titled, you know, the real ones. Like this is the real yeah. group chat. Lindsay's I, like, you know, that group chat hasn't been very active in a while. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, we just get busy. We don't respond. Yeah, girl, we don't lie. talk. We don't yeah. talk. <laughs> but you know, really, we we're we're all in the group chat that you're not in, Lindsay. Right. So we get uh we get a clip uh from the retreat and Kev asks, like, so were y'all surprised that Steve and Roy were having issues? Uh, you know, Katina and Jasmine say, you know, they were very surprised that that, you know, ret- that that argument they had in their retreat uh, between Steve and Noy, which is like not really an argument because Noy was just like, I don't want to talk about it. So, you know, because we got that clip from Jasmine saying that they were the paradise couple and we were like, not really. So re- they really didn't know what was going on, even though Noy, if they followed Noy on social media, they could probably like figure out right. something was going on. Maybe they don't didn't follow her at that time. I don't know. Yeah, it was, I mean, and that was odd because, I mean, I guess, I mean, to the couples, they seem like the, like the picture perfect couple, like the, 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 um, what is it? The, what were their names from season Jessica and her guy? Uh, was it Austin? Austin? Yeah. Yes. Like it seemed like Steve and Noy were that to, to them. And I mean, I can respect the privacy. But, yeah, I mean, Noy the whole season was like, I don't want to talk about this in front of the couples. But then you went on to social media and sub. Yes, so that, it's, yeah, it's don't, really don't do both. Don't yeah. do both. <laughs> um, so, so Kevin asked all the ladies about uh, how do you how do you all feel about Steve not having a job? Uh, Katina says when she heard about it, she just figured that he had money, and you know she could she could see the drive that Steve had, so she didn't really have any issue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, let me get Lindsay chiming. It's like, no, he needs a job. Right. Uh, fine if you have money or your family has money, but she needs a man with drive. Yeah, no, I mean, that's when it's just like, just worry about your own relationship, which is what you would hope that all the couples could do. But of course they don't, especially if their own relationship has is like doing its own like it's it's in in shambles. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, then I can be concerned with other people. Um, but yeah, I love that. I, I did like this from Jasmine and Alyssa just being like, we didn't judge him. <laughs> okay. Like, it was just like, I can, I can assume that there's something going on where I don't have to judge him from not, for not having a job. Yeah. So we, we, we switched the topic over to Lindsay and see, and Kevin says, Lindsay, there was a lot of times where you really rubbed the ladies the wrong way. And we get a, we get a montage of all the times that Lindsay has put her foot in her mouth. And you know, said something really awful, and all the reactions to that. Uh, Kevin asked her if her her non filter has got her in trouble. Lisa says, uh, "You know, it does." But I, I love the feedback, and I can always learn. And we, you know, we get a, this like look from Alyssa that was like, "Whatever." Uh, so yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like she learns, but I don't know. Each her own. Yeah, no, it's a nice thing to say because. It's like, oh, people, um, like it, 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 sh- it makes it, it gives this facade of growth, 
because mm-hmm. you're saying like, oh, I, you know, I'm using this as a learning opportunity. I'm doing this like, oh, I'm I'm, you know, I'm gr-. like if you if you're saying it without doing it, it's just a facade. And so she's not truly learning anything from any of this. It's even worse if you say like that you are learning and not really learning instead of just being oblivious to the fact like, oh, I'm not even learning. I'm just fine. Everything is fine. But you are actually saying you're learning while actually not learning anything. That's even worse. Uh, So Kevin asks Alyssa, so does Lindsay, you know, does she make you uncomfortable? And he says, yes, (laughs) she makes me uncomfortable all the time. (laughs) Uh, Then Lindsay says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, Let's be real. You blocked me, but you were sending messages to my husband on Instagram and you were told not to be at the apartments, but you were always there and you were uh-huh. always telling telling everybody that I wasn't a good person and to you were telling Mark not to interact with I was telling Mark not to interact with you. And since you weren't there for marriage, you should have just stayed home and not come to our apartment butting into our lives. Oh, because so, that, so, that's what ruined your relationship, Lindsay. Got it. Yeah, that's that's what did it. <laughs> right. Uh, Alyssa says that's you know what Lindsay's saying is not true. She's not sure where the confusion is with the whole you know IG DMs, but Mark reached out to her first, and she has never talked badly about Lindsay or their relationship. Uh, Katina chimes in and says she has seen the the message between Mark and Alyssa, and they are in no way inappropriate. They are totally fine, just friends talking. But um, then we get like this this other story where Lindsay talks about a moment where she was I I'm not sure if this was like before the honeymoons. Or maybe like on their way to the reunion or something, but she says she talked to Alyssa about being rude to people, and Alyssa, you know, gave the nicest person line that she always gives. I, it's not true. I'm a nice person, and Lindsay basically tells you know says you are actually not a nice person. You, <laughs> you are very rude. Uh, and Alyssa, you know, shoots back. Well, just because we're not friends does not mean you have to disrespect me like that. And I have never said a bad word about you. And the fact that you are making these things up is my problem with you, Lindsay, that you just are are making up stuff that I'm saying that I never say anything bad about you. So that's my problem with you, Lindsay. And Jasmine uh, and Katina co-sign it and they're like, look, Alyssa never talks bad about you. Okay. Yeah, she's never said a word about you. She doesn't care about you, I think is what Jasmine says. She, right. She she's like, doesn't she doesn't care. care enough to talk about you when you're not here. And that's my that's my issue is that Lindsay thinks that because there's a mutual dislike for one another, that Alyssa is doing what Lindsay's doing, right? Yeah. And it's just so it's so annoying because she thinks there's this feud and Alyssa just doesn't care enough for there to be a feud. There has to be like a I wish we were better or I wish we could be friends or I wish we could be civil. Alyssa does not care to do any of that, but Lindsay wants her to care. So then it becomes this like, come on, come on, you know, fight me, fight, fight, fight. (laughs) Alyssa's like, I just don't care about you at all. I just don't want you in my life. I don't want to say anything good or bad about you, but to, to indifference is like such an insult to Lindsay. You either have to hate her or love her and Mm -hmm. she will respond to you whichever way that you, you go hate or love, but she cannot have you just not thinking about her at all. She, She wants to be in your head. Yes. She's like, I, I just have such a big personality. You have to feel one way or another about me. There's no way you can feel nothing. Yeah. So Kevin asks, you know, uh, Lindsay, if it is, so is the beef squashed or, or, or no, Lisa, I have no love lost and I know the truth and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, so then we get into this other conversation that we've learned about. Right. Uh, you know, apparently on the way from taping one of the after parties, uh, there was a confrontation between Jasmina and Lindsay, 
where uh, Jasmina says they were writing back from the taping. They got into it because Lindsay was saying bad things about Alyssa and Jasmina stood up for Alyssa and said, don't, don't talk about her like that when she's not here. And Lindsay told her like she could just get out of her car if she want to walk to the airport. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and she said that Jasmina was getting loud. Uh, so apparently this was a Jasmina, Noy, and Lindsay car ride. And so, so basically Jasmina and Lindsay put Noy in the middle of this. And it's like, Noy, you were there. Whose story is more accurate? Uh, <laughs> and Noy basically like sticks up for Jasmina's side of the story and says, you know, Jasmina's not getting loud. Um, yes, Lindsay was talking about Alyssa and Jasmina asked her not to talk about Alyssa, but she did never in any way get loud. Uh, and then Lindsay just said this like, sitting there with this pouty look on her face like mm, you didn't back me up like I thought you were my friend <laughs> Yeah, I just imagine Noi in that car because like, Noi is so like you know confrontation like averse yes. that she had to just be like, like shrinking just trying to get out of there like <laughs> while these two <laughs> people were arguing you know, I, I can just imagine how uncomfortable she was yeah she's very even keel and it seems like it's there there's no need for her to get involved in this conflict she's like i don't i don't have a heavy feeling against these people so i i could only imagine her inner turmoil when jasmina was like come on back me up (laughs) she's like oh my gosh why is she calling me how did i get brought into this (laughs) no i said my name's bennett and i ain't in it yes uh, so Kevin, Kevin then brings up the whole uh, lion versus eagle tattoo uh, debacle, where you know we heard Alyssa say that uh, her soulmate had an eagle tattoo when really it was a lion tattoo, but Alyssa changed it for the cameras to make Noi feel better. And so in this roundabout way, we really find out that Lindsay was the one that really started this whole like story going. It's a true story, but Lindsay heard it from uh, Chris's groomsmen or something, and like spread it throughout the whole cast throughout the whole production that put it in everybody's DMs it's like hey guess what blah blah so we find out that Lindsay is pretty much the one really spreading this which I don't think anyone's really surprised by I'm shocked Lindsay yeah. Lindsay was the one I, I never would have guessed it and Noy is like I was just upset because I didn't want to listen to think that Steve was her soulmate and I was like boy is that <laughs> you're, like, you're, that's you really think that? Let's see. It's kind of like a childish thing to think. Like, you think Steve Jersey <laughs> because he has this tattoo. Like, yeah. Okay, calm down. Although Alyssa did, like, seem to think it was a thing. Yeah. So Kevin goes around and basically asks everybody, uh, what kind of man do you think, you know, everyone else, you know, needs? So Kevin asks, what type of, of, of guy do you guys recommend for Lindsay? Katina says, adventurous, patient, and someone who has money. Uh, Desmina says that uh, she agrees, and also someone that can make uh, Lindsay orgasm, because uh, apparently that was an issue with Mark. Uh, Noe says, someone who's strong and stable and loves her and accepts her for who she is. Um, Kevin asks the same about Jasmina. Lindsay says, for Jasmina, she needs someone that's family-focused, a good father, uh, someone that's, that is patient with a kind heart. Uh, Noy says uh, for Jasmina, someone who is intellectual. Alyssa says caring and compassionate and someone who could take care of her. And, and Lindsay like, says, who does that sound like? Yeah, then Lindsay says, well, you know, this kind of sounds like we're talking about Mike here. So, I mean, what was the problem? Right. She's like, y'all didn't talk about communication, which right. is their one major issue. And I, I can tell you, communication, I mean, you can tell me. <laughs> That communication is a very important thing in a marriage. I mean, and I can, from an outsider looking in for two marriages, I can imagine because I I know the importance of it in any relationship. 
Communication could be the detriment. I don't care how much y'all get along, how much you have in common, how much you were just your astrological signs align. If you don't have good communication, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Uh, so they ask about Alyssa. What kind of a guy does Alyssa need? Katina says uh, she needs a country cowboy. And Jasmine was like, I was going to say that. <laughs> Jasmine was trying to chime in first. She's like, oh, yeah, I was going to say what Jasmine said. Yeah. Uh, they go on to describe like their perfect cowboy. And uh, Alyssa says, well, I do like to do country things like shoot guns and drive four wheelers and ride horses. So that's what, that's just what I'm attracted to. Uh, Alyssa. Well, hey. Uh, yeah, so that was pre- that was pretty much the the ladies meeting. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of drama, a lot of a lot of really nonsense. I felt like, yeah, I think this is probably the most uh, you know, the, the cast the most friction between the ladies. I think if I can really think of, yeah, it was like I really felt like this was like the meat and potatoes of this whole mm-hmm. part too, <laughs> because yeah. it gave so much, and I was like, whoa, we just finished the women. Like, what are the men gonna give? And it was and the men gave nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it was as if the women gave this full, like three layer cake, and the men yeah. gave like a quarter of a slice. I want to say the women were like fifteen minutes, and the men were about five. Like, yes. if I had to, like, if I had to really think about it and remember, I'm sure that's not accurate, but that's what it felt like. The men's felt felt like a third of the women's time. Yes, because they're just the bros, and none of them have conflict within each other, so they didn't have much to say. So let's All dive into baby. it, <laughs> right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So the guys uh, are all together with Kevin Frazier, and uh, we get that sound. We get the clip of Olajuwon saying, like, oh, she never takes accountability for herself. She's the first one to point the finger. And he's talking about Lindsay. So as we suspected, wasn't talking about Katina. He's talking about Lindsay. And um, we find out from Mark that the last time they got in an argument, Lindsay spit on his shirt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I and I would and I literally was talking to my roommate about this earlier. There has never been a point in my life that I have been so mad at someone that I said, 
let me spit on them. Like, never. I was, so I was like, she spit on your shirt. I said, and my, my thought process was like, did she really spit on you or did she get animated and there was some spittle that came out? Which later will be Lindsay's kind of, I think, rationale. I believe Mark. Believe Mark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. But it's just that's a that's a big step to cross, like huge. Be- because even in her def- in her defense of this accusation that they later talk about, she it wasn't like she would say it, it wasn't like she said like spit on it. Why would I spit on you? I would never do something so disrespectful. Like I would not spit on you. It was just like I didn't spit on him. There was that like <laughs> I felt like there was nothing to back it up. I feel like if someone accused me of spitting on you and on them, I would have I would be so offended that that was even said because I would never do that. But if you're going to spit on somebody, like really spit on them. Don't, don't <laughs> spit on their shirt. Like if I'm spitting on somebody, I'm spitting on their face. That's so gross. It is. But if I'm going for the spit, I'm making it count. <laughs> oh my God. I don't spit on your shirt. What's that going to do? You can wash so that off. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so there was that. There was that. And Mark does talk about how, like, this is the worst bullying he's ever dealt with. Um, we get a flashback of all the times that she was helping him. And Mark starts crying because he's just like, you know, it's kind of really hard to look at this again and and relive that. He's like, life's good now. But it's just like all of that was a lot. Um, then we move on to, like, Chris and Alyssa. And <laughs> Kevin Frazier asked Chris, is, is Alyssa a good person? And Chris gave a very uh, middle of the road answer. He's like, "That's very a loaded political. question." Um, <laughs> pretty much, that's it. <laughs> I wish somebody would have stepped up and be like, "No, she's not a good person." Yeah, like, I'll answer it for you. Lindsay Chris. said that earlier. Yeah. Um. So then they talk about Noy saying she wasn't going to move in. Steve didn't see it coming, but she did move in, so that's a non-issue. We already tackled this like the first part. I'm just saying why we're right. going back to this. They said, "What else? What? What do we ask Steve? What do we need to ask Steve?" Ah, she was. She she said she was going to move in. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and then he was like, last time it was like, yeah, she's there six nights a week, so it's basically like we're living together, right? And the fact that they talk like later, they talk to the experts again about it, and Kevin's like, it, it concerns me that they're not living together. <laughs> they said they're together six nights a week. What do you mean? <laughs> What do you want from them? Um, I feel like that's not even like a middle of the road. It's not like three nights together, four nights not. Six. Yeah, but Steve was like, Steve was said, I just want, yeah, I just need to know that she was committed. After that, she can basically live wherever she wants. I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> Any state. <laughs> like now she can live wherever she wants. You know, before right. you were like all about like, oh, I don't want you doing that. Right. Then we talk about Elijah's idea of a wife. Um, and, you know, Elijah's like, oh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. And Steve's like, look, I feel like Elijah has learned a lot in this process, a lot, learned a lot in this process. And, uh, and, and Elijah talks about how now she's, she's making stuff he's never even eaten before. Yeah, like Mike was like, uh, now when she makes him something, he calls me, he sends me pictures. He's like, oh, my yeah. wife put it down. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Chef Katina is out there, um, and uh, yeah, 
Um, then we move on to Mike and Jasmina talking about like what Mike could have done differently. And uh, Mark tells him like, just next time, just don't overthink it uh, because you have a lot of qualities that a woman would love. Leave it to Mark. Cause Mark said like the same thing, like five times in a row, just yeah. in different ways when answering the question. Like I wrote it down. I was like, what? <laughs> Why am I writing the same thing over and over again? Relax. Okay. Overthought. Yeah. You're overthinking. Relax. Yeah. Like, <laughs> This boss, this this Boston cast is like I, I don't want to disparage Boston at all. Yeah, but they have the most interesting ways with language I think I've ever heard. Like, uh-huh. It's such an interesting between Elijah, Juan, Mark. Uh, well, basically those two. They were, mm-hmm. they, they have like such interesting ways of speaking. Yes, they do. Yeah, their <laughs> their vocabulary is uh. Like, if you were going to ask me a question where my answer was yes, I'm going to respond, hola. <laughs> yeah. Elijah <laughs> <laughs> one's uh, Spanish lesson is really paying off. Right. Duolingo is free. <laughs> <laughs> Pick it up. Um, so, yeah, that was it for the guy segment. Yeah, so then we get into the experts where Kevin brings the three experts out on stage, and I really wanted this to be like a "Where were you?" like type yes. of thing. It didn't really, it didn't really get to that. I mean, not surprisingly, because you know, Mary Forsyth is controlling this. Um, mm. But Kevin asks them what surprised them most. Uh, Pepper says, "I didn't expect Lindsay and Mark to be so combustible." Yeah. <laughs> um, Cal says, uh, "You know, I, I think we're all really surprised that Chris and Alyssa." Everyone says, "Yeah, they expected more out of Alyssa and thought she would give more effort." Pepper says that she's shocked that you know Alyssa saw nothing in Chris because they thought he was a fantastic husband. He'd make a great guy to be someone's someone's husband. Kev asks, uh, "So did you guys think there'd be four yeses on this made?" Cal says, "No, definitely not." <laughs> uh, we expected, we were hopeful, but this really exceeded our expectations. Like I was, surpri- I was kind of surprised if Yvonne was like, "No, definitely not." Like I, th- I thought, I'd be like, "Yeah, we w- we expect five yeses when we start the season." After like, Houston, they yeah. better have low expectations. <laughs> um, Kevin asked, "Do you guys feel like that without the four yeses magic?" Um, Pepper says, "Well, you know, they they do believe they can they can create lifetime marriages, but." There's, you know, there's so much that we don't know, and so when we go into the process, we're hopeful, but you know, we 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 there's a lot of unknown that we can't foresee. Uh, Kev asks if they are frustrated that someone the Kev, the couple split. Cal says they thought that they would all make it. Kev's like, even Mark and Lindsay. And they're like, oh well, uh, not not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, Doctor Viviana was yeah. totally believed in Mark and Lindsay. It's like, okay. Maybe after this, they saw that they've like Mary for sight was like maybe we should give Viv a a, a season off. Right. Uh, maybe her picker is not going great. Yeah. What is she okay? <laughs> yeah. So maybe I says you know I thought when the cameras left they would find a more mellow place and settle into something more healthy. Not not quite. Um, no. Kevin asked them about Katina and Elijah Juan, um, and you know as and saying you all talked to Elijah Juan about needing to speak to Katina more respectfully. I don't really know about that. We get a montage yeah. of, of them lightly condemning Elijah Wan um, for how he speaks to Katina, especially Pastor Cal, who very lightly took, uh, you know, condemned Elijah Wan speaking of her. Light as a feather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Kevin says, uh, you know, O has said, O came out here, right? And he took he took the blame for what he did. He said he looked crazy, but it was it was so beautiful and special to see how much he's grown. And he applauds Katina for her patience. Kev says, you guys hit it really hit a home run there. 
I need to wow. see the director's cut because Kevin. <laughs> show me the director's cut because this man has just blown Kevin Frazier out of the water. I know something else. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! It's just it. I am so confused. At I think maybe maybe it's just his charm, but it just it it does blow my mind that Kevin was so impressed. I think it's just because he was so caught off guard that that's what he got from Olajuwon that he got a proposal. He got him reflecting on his actions, but it's just like actions speak so much louder than words. And so it's, it's not, Oh, when you're in front of people, you are treating Katina with respect and you're treating her as your partner and you're as your equal, you know, we don't know. (laughs) We, we have his, what, what he has, we have this perception that he now sees that because at this point, you know, only a little bit of the season has aired real time by the, the at the point of the reunion, because I think they filmed the reunion in like February or March. And so he he now sees people's perception of him. So he knows what the right thing to say is. Yeah, I just I, I, I cannot imagine what Kevin has seen that has really like impressed him that much. He's like lavishing praise onto yes. Elijah Wong. But hey, hey, not all, not everyone's perfect. Uh, so we'll, we'll give Kevin this one. I don't think I've ever seen him like, like put this much praise on one, one person. Yeah. Before. I know. Uh, so then the, Ke- then uh, Kevin asks how, you know, are you guys really proud of knowing Steve? Uh, and Viviana says like, she's shocked with how like insightful and thoughtful as Steve is. And she even says like, he could be like a therapist on the side. Like that's how good <laughs> he is. I think I think we said that at one point. Yeah, like, how, like he's so calm and like even keeled. He could have been one of the experts. And yeah. so like they're gonna pretty much agrees with us. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe I mean, well, for sure, it it backs up our point that past couples should mentor future married couples on Married at First Sight during the season. Um, but then also, you know, Steve's not speaking from much experience, so maybe Devon Franklin will do fine <laughs> as a divorce <laughs> expert. Who knows? That's the spirit. <laughs> uh, so we get into the revelation that uh, that Dr. Pepper, you know, lives apart from her husband, and she reiterates pretty much what she said on the on the show. It's like, well, you know, we're older. We both had our our kids with our with our previous spouses. We already li- were living in houses that we love, so we just figured, why change all that up? We'll just go back and forth. Um, and you know, but she says it's it's different for a marriage that is brand new because you really want to be able to to spend all your available time together to really solidify your marriage. She said, but if that's what Noy needs, then who am I to say what she what she needs? So, you know, so be it. <laughs> uh, so Viviana says uh, she doesn't like the fact they're not living together. And this is not a carry and big type of thing. Yeah, now, I'm not very versed in sex in the city. Like, I know that's what that reference is from. Yeah. But I guess something similar happened on that show. I don't know. No, I'm same as you. Knew exactly what she was referencing, but I have no context because yeah, I uh, have never. I've seen episodes here and there. I saw the first Sex in the City movie, um, but yeah, I'm not. I I can't remember that specific situation. Yeah, so Viv says, uh, you know, a mar- a new marriage needs more time, and she wonders how Steve uh, won't become insecure now that you know Noise living, you know, not with him every day. But I'm like, it's mm-hmm. six days a week. It's pretty much. 
almost right. exactly the whole week. Cal says that he knows that Noi adores Steve, but uh, she has to get over some of her fears, but he thinks they'll be all good. And that was basically like the expert section. I just, I wasn't yeah. like, wasn't blown away by it. Me neither. I think we could have done without it. I feel like we got enough of their thoughts during the the sit down with the couples that broke up. But I guess the the point of this was that so that they could talk about the couples that stay together since they did mm-hmm. give their thoughts on Katina Lajuan, Stephen Noy, and then we could get deeper once they sat down with the broken up couples. Yeah, we got like, so we'll, we'll get into all the expert meetings with the couples, but I was surprised that they didn't meet with the couples that stayed together. Like, I didn't realize until, like, we got to the group sitting at the end. I was like, oh, they didn't sit down with everybody? Yeah. I, Maybe they did and they cut it. I don't know. But that, yeah, it's weird. Like, why wouldn't they want to show the like, sit with the success? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was, it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, I guess it's only so much time. They, they, they could have made this a three-hour special, so I think we'll just be thankful that they left it where it is. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to go back and see if they set down um if they set down well, only set down Yeah, they the sat down with Rachel and Jose last season. Oh, okay, yeah. The yeah, experts? they Yeah, they did. I I see some dialogue between Dr. Pepper, Viviana, well, uh, Dr. Because, Viviana. Maybe because then, they were they had a hiccup in their uh relationship, you know, since decision day. Because mm-hmm. they had broken up since decision day, were just getting back together once the re- when their reunion was was happening. Yeah, 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 true. Um. So yeah. So then we dive into the sit down. So first they sat down with Jasmina and Michael. Doctor Viviana is very sad. She is sad that they did not work out, and she is. It's very cl- apparent and clear throughout this entire segment that she is just disappointed. <laughs> Join the club, Viv. Join the club. Right. So they, they, uh, they, the, Jasmine and Michael basically saying like, okay, it wasn't until this. I mean, you know, they didn't talk really for two weeks. They had this big blow up, and that's basically the like the end of it. And Doctor Viviana was like, "What is? What was this blow up? What happened? This huge, this huge mega fight that y'all yes. got into. I, I, I was on my on the edge of my seat, <laughs> wanting to know what this epic fight was about." Yes. And go ahead and tell us, Asia. I, <laughs> we're ready for the big news about what this fight was about. Right, earth shattering. Prepare yourselves. Hold on to something if you're listening, and you can grab something. Uh, don't want you to fall over. So, Jasmina wasn't, she didn't go to work for a couple of days and she needed to use his laptop. She was like, and you know, they're staying at their own places. So she was like, hey, Mike, can I borrow your laptop? All right, cool. Then the day of, she asked him, like, hey, can I borrow your laptop? And he's like, you never said you needed it. <laughs> so they got in a, an argument because. Mike, she did need your laptop, but you you thought y'all didn't agree. <laughs> like, what in the world was this? I was like, this, that's it. And yeah, I was like, the, okay, and the vibe that I got was that Jasmina took this a lot like more seriously than Mike did. I think yeah. Mike even says, like, I I didn't even think that laptop thing was anything. Like, yeah, certainly not something to break up our marriage over. But it really Jasmina thought differently. I, I just this put this in the evidence pile <laughs> yeah. of like, you know, things against Jasmina because Jasmina seems to take 
even the slightest things uh, super, super seriously. Yeah, she's like, you don't care about me and you don't care about my needs for a laptop? I'm done with you. <laughs> it was something I learned throughout this second part is that a lot of these people are very petty about very little things. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. it, it amazed me that it was over something this small that they had this huge blow up. I, yeah, I was shocked. Um, and, and, and Jasmina keeps double down and, uh, doubling down and saying, like, look, the one time he came over in that two weeks, he keeps throwing that in my face. He, all he did was come over and sit on my couch. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Mike feels like he did all he could do. And she's like, look, she's taught, she's, she's explaining how he didn't do all he could do. And he tries to talk, and she's like, I'm not done talking. And he says, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's just like, it's the same thing we saw like week three of their marriage of just not knowing how to communicate with one another and just assuming the worst as they're talking to the person. So they're not listening. They're not hearing what the person is saying. No, Maybe they're hearing it, but they're not listening. Right. And Pastor Cal was like, look, what I see are two people who had some life left in their marriage, but they had some needs that weren't being realized. And uh, Dr. Viviana's like, look, y'all, y'all are both trying to prove you like each other. Dr. Pepper said your perception meter is off. That, that dang perception meter. <laughs> I just, so they asked, like, I think Jasmina asked Mike, so can you like, can you say that you actually try as much as I did? And the thing that I get most frustrated about in these like reunions is don't ask this pointed question to somebody. We never get the answer to it. Never. We always get their face, and then they, we just cut away to something else. Like I'm sure Mike said something like, "You know, maybe I didn't, you know, text you or call you every day, but I was, I was there trying." They just left the conversation. Yeah, I was like that's and it happens a few times throughout this uh, reunion, and it's it's an old married first sight trick. Like we never get full answers to questions, which is yeah. annoying. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to know what Mike, like, Mike, what were you doing? Like, why did you think that you didn't have to text her back or what, what was your right. level of effort? Like, what it's was like, your did he just, did he just shut down, you know, like not knowing what to do. So he did nothing. And he's like, I don't know how to get us to a place. Like I'm sitting here. There's no camera crew. There's no one to ask the advice to like, he has the guys, but. You know, does he want to open up and be vulnerable and say, like, look, I just don't know how to get things going with Jasmina now that now that we're done filming? Like what? I just don't I don't know how he thought he was doing more. And it's got to be it's got to be a stark difference going from which I'm sure which is the, the reality of living your life as a maths participant where you have yeah. a producer in your face every, you know, couple of hours asking you you know detailed questions about your relationship which gives you ideas to go talk to your spouse about to just nothing at all yeah and mike just doesn't seem self-motivated enough to really like do the work yeah exactly and he apparently got to this point where it was like you know what i'm just gonna end it <laughs> like mm -hmm. and it surprises me that he was the one that ended it which 
and, and you know, it could have been a thing where like they came on this reunion and was like, yep, we're still married, but we haven't talked to each other in like eight months. Because <laughs> like Jasmine doesn't care enough to end the relationship. She doesn't want to seem like the bad guy, it seems like. She doesn't want to come off as the uh, cold, heartless person that ended this relationship because she wasn't feeling Mike. Yeah. And Mike doesn't seem self-motivated enough to really do anything about their relationship. So I am a little surprised that somebody ended it. <laughs> yeah, like it, it it's definitely not a Mark and Lindsay situation. They don't hate each other. Like I feel like they like each other as people. They don't despise each other. So it just it it, it puts us on an emotional roller coaster because we see them being all friendly. But then we see like, oh, th- this marriage just was not that wasn't it for y'all. Like y'all are distance destined to just be like bro and sis. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, Pastor Cal tells them that this argument they had, like this is marriage. He's like, you got to realize no one is out to get you. You ha- you have arguments in marriage. And he kind of gets cosigns from the other experts Listen. and from Kev. Can confirm, okay? <laughs> stupid, this stupid laptop fight it, are fights that happen, and they mostly in most relationships get blown over within a matter of minutes. Not mm-hmm. a was apparently a bitter like you know argument between these two. It's like, right. well, I told you I need this. Like, you didn't really say you needed it. Like, that's something that happens on the regular, okay? Right. It's not, a, it's not a big speed bump in a marriage, typically. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be. And Jasmine is like, yeah, I hear that, but you got to have feelings when you have these arguments, because once you have the arguments, feelings are still there. She's like, it's hard to have arguments when you don't have those feelings, because then it's just harder for her to get those feelings because they're having all these arguments. Here we go with Jasmine and her feelings again. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would have been great if, you know, she just finally admitted that she just, I mean, okay, she has admitted she wasn't attracted to him. And she has admitted that she has didn't have those feelings for him. But I think it'd be great if she had admitted that there just was not, that she had friends on him. And I think yeah. they kind of, t- they touched on that in part one and her agreeing that she had friends on him. But, she but, still said, but, but there could have been something. Right. Like still I think she needs like to that. admit there was no potential. Yeah. She turned the Which corner on a short man and was like, this isn't going to work. Right. She said basically she just doesn't feel like he's her person. Because but at this point, it's like the experts trying to convince them, y'all need to give it a shot. Like there's never too late. And she's like, look, I just don't think he's my person. And Dr. River like Dr. Viviana's like, look, you're gonna go back into the dating pool and you're gonna say, What the frick was I thinking? (laughs) And Pastor Guy's like, Y'all could have been a power couple. And Jasmine is like, Look, in this moment. I don't want I I don't want to see if that's possible. And it was like you know, kudos to the mass production because we had the little music bed, you know, going under the conversation. And then it was just yeah, I like we get these rousing speeches from the experts, like, you know, not never say never. Anything's possible. You two could still make it. You could be a power couple. And Jesse's like, nope, that's not gonna happen. I am not in a place where this can be anything other than a friendship, and the music just stops. It's like, like right. we just harsh all of our buzzes. Like that, it's not going to happen. It's it's kind of like a message to us as the fans. Like, stop hoping because these two are just going to stay friends forever. Yep. Like they're never going to get together. She's like, give it up, y'all. Can't want this for me more than more than uh, we want this for ourselves. Yeah. 
So that was it for Jasmine and Michael. They wrapped it up. So, um, you know, I think the experts, their goal was to allow them. They wanted Jasmine and Michael to see eye to eye. They wanted him to see that they had potential. But Jasmine said, stop. Yeah, it's not it's happening. Not happening. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a coke. Um, <laughs> but so like in. I think Viviana it was it was mentioned like you guys are just like counting points toward each other like who who messed up the most who did this mm-hmm. who did that like if you keep doing that you're never going to get anywhere I just think I just think that it's, it's not going to go anywhere they're friends we're going to leave yep. that close the book on Mike and Jasmina that's yeah. that's the story of them they're just going to be friends I think it's, it's better everyone's better off Jasmina needs to maybe dial down her expectations mm-hmm. you know, I've been saying this, you know, since she's only been in long distance relationships, I don't think she really has good expectations of what a in-person relationship would be. I don't know. I, I, I know like what, you know, what people can be used to is their standard or like that's what they know. But I don't know. I just feel like I, I kind of feel like how she feels where it just wasn't him. Yeah. And if it had been someone who has all the qualities of Mike, but she was initially attracted to them, it would have been, oh, is this Brianna and Vincent? Like these yeah. two are just inseparable. They have, they feed off each other so well. Yeah. If they felt yeah. that spark immediately, then I think they probably would have been fine. Yeah. But it is what it is. Uh, so we get next into the expert chat with Alyssa and Chris. Uh, we get right into it. Uh, Pepper says that she thought that they were giving Alyssa a great husband, and she doesn't understand why Alyssa saw you know such negative things in Chris right away because we thought that we matched you guys very well uh, according to what you both gave us in your application process. Alyssa uh, says, "Well." I really disagree with that. I don't feel like we were matched well at all. And I don't feel like with what I answered really aligned with Chris because we have nothing in common and our core values do not line up. Uh, and then Viviana's like, no, no, no. Chris is exactly what you asked us for. And, and Viviana has receipts. She has receipts. Phone. I literally put that in my notes. I said, Dr. V with the receipt. <laughs> yeah. She has on her phone, like Alyssa's like, part of her application she's like the top five most important things you told us that you needed was somebody that was compassionate funny giving hardworking, and loyal and she says is is chris's those things right like what about chris is not any of those things and then Alyssa says like i did not feel any sense of loyalty from him whatsoever i'm like how 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 <laughs> you spoke to this man for maybe five minutes and you didn't speak to him for pretty much the rest of your 10 days or whatever. Like, so how do you not get a loyal vibe? I'm like legit. When Dr. Viviana read off those characteristics, I was like, oh, she's going to pick one of these. She, I am surprised she didn't say, well, I didn't get funny from Chris. Like he never made me laugh or, oh, I didn't get hardworking from him. I asked him his sales last month. And I mean, he sold like just five houses. Like, how are you going to be a real estate agent and not sell at least 10 homes a month? Yeah. Yeah. So Viv is still, is still like pressing her. And Alyssa's like, listen, I came here because I was promised that I would not be attacked and I'm feeling attacked. Viv says, 
baby girl, we just asked you a question. Calm down. Calm <laughs> down. We're attacking you. Don't run <laughs> off the stage like you did an after party. Stay here. Stay right. Here. I'm like, first of all, why did you need convincing to come on? Right. You know, like nobody's nobody's after you. Nobody's <laughs> trying to no one has done anything to shed you to to shed a light on you that was the opposite of what came out of your mouth. Yep, and that's pretty much what Pepper tells her later. Uh, Melissa says, "Well, I don't, I, Melissa, I don't know how to articulate myself any better right now. I don't know." And you know, she she wishes things were different. Um, you know, and I wanted to find my my person here, and I just don't want to. I just, I just want to keep saying the same things over and over again. Uh, so Viviana says that uh, Alyssa has said over and over again that the experts have failed. And so this this really felt like the experts like trying to defend themselves against Alyssa. Like, because mm-hmm. Alyssa is basically trashing them, you know, over and over again. And she says, you know, I don't want you to think that we failed you because you we gave you what you asked for. And it says, well, I just don't think I was matched well at all. So Cal asked the one thousand dollar question. OK, mm-hmm. Alyssa. So you took keep talking about your core values. What are your core values? I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I don't I don't want to get into it. Like, no, listen, no, you started this. Like, come on, talk, talk about it. Say what you mean. She's but like, no, these she are doesn't... my talking points. I don't expect you to press. This is just this written, my point. Has written on my note card the phrases I should say over and over again. I'm not going to deviate from that. Uh, so she, you know, she's she's not going to say what her core values are, but they just they just were not matched appropriately. Cal says, Well, that's funny because you know, when I talked to you earlier, you told me that you could see why you two were matched. So I, I think this is a conversation that Cal had with Alyssa like backstage and she was like trying to be like No, he said he said uh Chris could see why they're matched. Oh, I thought I thought he said Alyssa said that. Okay, my bad. Yeah, he said that uh he was like Chris could see why y'all are matched. Um oh. so it was so basically Pastor Cal was trying to prove like there was something there because one of you saw what But Chris, come on, let's be real. Chris didn't see it. Chris yeah. did, couldn't even Chris couldn't even get to know her. Chris is just trying to be nice. Okay. Because there's no way Chris could have seen anything. All he could see was her. Yeah. He found her attractive and was like, sure, uh, this is a good start. But he couldn't find anything else out after that because she would not talk to him. Mm-hmm. So I don't, because I don't, Chris did say throughout this, you know, the short time he's on the show, like, I can see why we were matched. And at the time, we were like, "What is that, Chris? Like, tell yeah, us." What you, you know nothing is. about her. Yeah, I think Chris really just wanted us to work. It was kind of trying to force it to work, even though she was acting like really like horribly to him. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think Chris is in that mode of I'm going to be uh, political. I'm going to be appropriate. I'm going to say all things that I should say. I'm not going to say anything mean. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but they had, they do ask Chris. So Chris, what are your what are your feelings about all this? Uh, Chris says, I, I don't think there's a perfect per- person for anybody, and you know everyone needs a certain amount of boxes checked. Um, but they never got to a point where I was able to evaluate whether she checked my boxes because she had determined already that I didn't check so many of her boxes that she was just out already. Uh, Alyssa says, well, you know it's it's really sad for both of us that we didn't get what we wanted. And, uh, you know, I was willing to do anything to try and find my person. Girl, you didn't even talk to this man for 10 minutes to find out right. where he would be your person. You're not willing to do anything. You are first step. You have to see if he is attractive to which, you know, is your standard of attractive. And if you don't see that, you're out immediately. So you're not willing to do, quote unquote, anything. Yeah. 
And she's always a pod. She's always saying, well, you know, Chris and I, we both didn't get what we wanted. Chris doesn't even know if he got what he wanted because he doesn't know you. <laughs> right. It's not like you both came into this. You both talked and you both were like, oh, yeah, you're not the person for me. Chris didn't even get a chance to go through that experience to find that out. Yep. I mean, he knows he was, now. He, he saw you show your whole ass on TV, but exactly at that point, he didn't know any of that. He was robbed of an experience. I mean, for sure. She never gave this marriage a chance and he was super hopeful. So it was just like he got the rug slipped from under his feet and just before he knew it, he's like, oh my gosh, why am I on the ground? And it's like, oh, Alyssa in the corner complaining to the producers. Why she drop? Why? Like if anyone had aggressive hand motions, it was Alyssa when she was talking to those producers. Yes. Like why is she gesturing so aggressively? Uh, So Pepper tells Alyssa, you know, the problem here is that you wanted what you saw as a vision in your head of what you wanted. And, you know, if we had known that, we wouldn't have matched you in the first place. And Alyssa said, well, I did tell you guys that if you couldn't find me my perfect match, not to match me at all. Well, Pepper says, well, but you gave us such like a narrow, you have such a narrow template of what you're looking for. And if we had known that you were so narrow in your thinking and what you wanted, like that you wanted this like, uh, this, this cowboy stand up there and that was all that you were looking for we wouldn't have even tried to match you at all right i'm just thinking of all the women in boston who applied for married at first sight and wanted this so bad and would have made it work with anyone under the sun and they're watching this seeing that Alyssa took their spot and yep. she's so ungrateful and she's so just oh she's so over She's so over him. I mean, she was never into him, but she's so over this marriage and this experience with him. And it's just like there would have been so many people that would have been happy to have Chris or have anyone to just be able to to go through it at all. And uh, now we got Alyssa. I mean, listen, uh, Alyssa provided me entertainment. So that's (laughs) that's really what I care about. Uh, At the end of the day, was I entertained? Yeah, Alyssa providing some entertainment. She burned brightly when she was here, and it was worth it. I think we got the perfect amount of Alyssa. In this oh season, yeah, absolutely, in this because season. she left early, right? So she like she, she she burned brightly, and I was happy. I got my crazy person of the season. I was good with Alyssa. Yes, yeah, six um, episodes of Alyssa was more than enough. Yes. Uh, so uh, Viviana tells her, you know, he needs to recognize you to stop looking at just the bad parts of people because if you keep doing that, you're going to ruin every relationship you have. You're going to ruin your insides, your your soul. <laughs> like she's mm. getting to a real soul level with Melissa. Um, Melissa repeats once again for the, about the fifth time in this conversation that she is a good person and she was just shown in a light that she is not, you know, that she is not. And then Dr. Pepper's like, well, listen, Alyssa, like we didn't put words in your mouth. Like you said what you said. And Alyssa's like, well, maybe I'm just not explaining it correctly. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Alyssa. Uh, um, so um, Dr. Pepper says, you know, I do feel bad for you, Chris, because uh, it seemed like you really genuinely wanted to get to know Alyssa and you liked what you saw and you were feeling positive. But, you know, it all crashed down for you. And she asked him how he's feeling. He says, you know, he felt like an idiot on the wedding day because he has so much potential. He saw so much potential energy in the marriage, but he couldn't put it anywhere. But he doesn't regret doing it. But uh, he probably wouldn't do it again. Uh, <laughs> and he, he learned a lot about himself. 
Uh, and, you know, he, he confirms with Kevin that he is still looking for love. Um, Dr. Pepper tells Alyssa, hey, try not to make your list so long. And Alyssa doesn't even seem like she takes any of this to heart. She's just like, yeah, I have okay. faith that I will find the person that I'm looking for. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm sure it's going to work one day. I'll find Thank my you. cowboy eventually. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was pretty much it with Alyssa and Chris. It was a, uh, you know, same old, same old tune I felt. Um, but you know, we did get some good, good grilling on Alyssa, which I appreciated. Right. I'm just, I could, I was so over like the experts being over her though, because I'm like, y'all are supposed to be doing these intensive interviews beforehand. You never <laughs> got the impression that she, she cared this much about looks like never. Yeah, like, I. It, this really felt this really felt like the experts' opportunity to go in on Alyssa because yeah. they saw so much footage of Alyssa being like, "I hate the experts. The yeah. experts did me dirty. The experts, uh, you know, don't know what they're talking about." So this was their time to really come in and just give it to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, they, they got their time. They did. It, it didn't do much, but they got their time. Right. They they just had to get some stuff off their chest. Yeah, Viv came with the receipts and uh, laid them down, and you know. Uh, right. But Alyssa never really answered any question that they had, Nothing. which I didn't expect her to. Yeah. She just tried to turn on the waterworks at moments and explain that she's a good person. Like Alyssa do. <laughs> right. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams. And come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, So then lastly with the experts, we got Lindsay and Mark. This was interesting because they started on a very positive note. They hugged hugged the experts as they came in, which did not happen with um, Alyssa and Chris. It was very awkward when Alyssa and Chris walked in and she's like, oh, yeah, you can walk this way around the table. I don't want (laughs) to hug you. I hate you. Right. I don't know you because you don't know me. Um, So Lindsay and Mark, they did hug the experts before they sat down. So they dive right into it. Lindsay said that it started to fall apart for her birthday, which was seven days after decision day. She said Mark just gave her an IOU. And then about six weeks later, she was like, hey, Mark, what about that gift you gave me the IOU for? And he said, oh, I feel like it's probably too late. And she's like, well, I feel like you need to deliver on something you're going to deliver, like you say you're going to deliver on. What? Uh, again, this is like petty nonsense. Like, yes, you know, we're adults. Like, <laughs> I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get like real crappy about you not giving me a gift for my birthday. And it was like a massage. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, first, like number one, Mark, just give her a stupid massage. And Lizzie, don't be so petty about not getting a birthday gift. You're not seven. You're thirty. Yeah. 
Right. Especially if, like you said, it only lasted seven days after decision day, but you're saying six weeks later, you're trying to cash in. At that point, the marriage is probably over. So he already has ill feelings for you because y'all have had such blow up arguments up to this point. So at that point, you're just asking to be petty. You're just asking because you want, you know, it's going to get a rise out of him and make him like, what? Yeah. What are you asking for? And she just, she just wants him to just be this person that she has painted him to be to make, to, to explain away her actions. And you know what you probably brought up the IOU like in the middle of this of another big fight that they yeah. were having like and you never gave me that birthday massage you promised me. Mm-hmm. Where is it, Mark? Where is it? <laughs> yeah, this is you not being consistent. I asked for consistency. Yes. Um, she also said that he uh, he told her like she he doesn't think she should stay at the house anymore. This was after. Uh, like they worked on it and said that she doesn't have any rights in that house. She said on the day that my grandma died, he said, I'm out, I'm done. And so, you know, Mark at this point is just hearing this, like, what, what is she saying? And he's like, gives his side. He's like, I did everything I could to make her comfortable because I knew that when she came to that house, she was not comfortable. So I wanted to make the adjustments that she wanted so she could at least be comfortable He's like, but then she made too many threats and we got in this big fight because he said, like, look, I need to go back to work. And she said, if he did go back to work, he they they would get divorced because she didn't like the pay. She didn't like the people. She didn't like anything about his job. So she literally threatened divorce if he went back to his old job. And like, like we never get confirmation from Lindsay's side whether or not she said these things or not. She just kind of looks at him like it's, okay. it almost like looked at me almost felt like why are you telling them all of this? Like I told yes. you, I'm telling anybody, I'm gonna beat you up. We get off camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, because he's like, look, I'm not gonna throw anybody. I'm not the type of person to throw anyone out on the streets, no matter how mean you are to me. Uh, but then you did say like, but you lived there three months, rent three months for went rent free. Then I, that made me think, like, was he being like landlordy about it? Like, because I mean, would you say that to your wife or your husband? Like, well, if lived she there. lived, if she lived there and they had already broken up. Oh well, yeah, I don't know if that. Yeah, maybe it was that they broke up. But he just let her live there in one of the because they kept saying it was like a three family home, so maybe it was like another separate part that she lived in. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I it's hard for me to imagine Mark being like you. You gotta go. You're yeah. like on the nothing, nowhere to turn. <laughs> he may have gently tried to persuade her to make another make so other words, yes. elsewhere, uh, but he probably never said, "I'm gonna throw your ass out on the street." He'd like get Literally. her stuff in the trash bag and like threw it out on the lawn. <laughs> right? Yeah, I can't. I can't picture that happening, but I can see him being at his final straw if they were broken up and just continuing to argue about stuff. Maybe he drops like some apartment listings near her. Like, hey, you might want to check this out. Right, these look good, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, Pastor Cow's like, look, I see two people here who've completely lost respect for each other, and y'all both contributed to destroying this marriage. Um. And then they kind of talk about her bullying, and she's like, look, I just went into fight mode. I had, I was faced with fight or flight, and I went to fight mode. Mark really wish you were taking that flight mode. <laughs> right. He he was begging you to just take the flight mode. 
uh, Dr. Pepper just goes on this long spiel about her. She just wants them to be better, better than better use. She wants them to be better people. And Mark just starts crying because he's like, it's really hard reliving all of this. And Lindsay, meanwhile, is rolling her eyes. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Cal's like, okay, Lindsay, how are you feeling? She's like, okay, if I'm being honest, and Dr. Viviana said, no, you don't need to be <laughs> honest if you're just good, if you're not going to have any tact. This so, was interesting. This was interesting because Viv starts with this whole like, no, 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 no. Don't yes. be, don't be blunt and honest like you are. But then Cal, right. Cal was kind of like trying to get Viviana to like calm down. Like, no, let her speak. Let her speak. Yeah. It was interesting, like an inner expert battle where Cal right? was like, like, no, 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 Viv, let her speak, let her speak. Right. Like they had very different approaches. Yeah. But Dr. Viviana in this moment is trying to protect Mark yeah. from further just verbal just attacks, basically. And this is the moment that Lindsay goes, Viv, you're cutting me off. <laughs> just mm. no doctor, no respect on her name. And Lindsay, like, I, I know that Dr. Viviana is very team Mark. Yeah, that was interesting. Like, yes. I was like, uh, what what has happened behind the scenes here? If, like, this, this felt like some brewing tension underneath that was there before from Viv and Lindsay. Like, maybe, like, right. that extra visit didn't go as smoothly as maybe they showed it or, you know, right. they had some some tension. Yeah, it was very, very odd. It's like, she didn't get out of Dr. Viviana what she got out of Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cow, like very middle of the road mediator. I think Dr. Viviana was just so fed up with what she was seeing from Lindsay that she was trying to give uh, give advice, but it was very skewed at Lindsay. I feel like you're the one that's messing up this marriage yeah. and Mark is just doing his best. Don't let me find out we have another uh, another expert and uh, contestant hookup later later down the line. Oh Mark, my god! Mark's gonna go run away with Doctor Viviana like that one guy did with that expert a few seasons ago. Oh my gosh! I, I, I it I hope that it seems from Instagram Doctor Viviana is solid, but you know Instagram is never Doctor Viviana and her husband are very solid, but things aren't always as they seem. But I really would hope that would not happen. <laughs> um, so I like to see it. Oh my gosh. Um, so Lindsay, she just doesn't feel like Mark, she doesn't feel like Mark is genuine. So she feels like his tears are not genuine, that they're not sincere. Um, Pastor Cal's like, look, no matter how you feel about people, you cannot lose empathy. And Lindsay's like, well, even if I don't respect them, <laughs> it's like, girl, stop. And uh, Dr. Bibiana says, look, y'all are both very similar. So I feel like this is just pointing out things that y'all don't like about yourselves. Um, but yeah, that 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 was a very uh, that that segment had some fireworks. Yeah, I mean, anything involving Lindsay, you know, is going to have those fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so from the Mark and Lindsay meeting with the experts, we go in, we go back into this big group setting with all the contestants back out on stage with Kevin. Uh, Kev says, you know, you guys have had a lot of fun together. C talks with a dance party, Mark's the DJ, blah, blah, blah. Kevin talks about the honeymoon fight between Elijah Wan and Lindsay. Which is a uh, very poor transition. Like, yeah. yo, y'all had such a great time together, but okay, so the fight on the plane. Right. <laughs> it's like, where was the transition? So Kevin asks Elijah Wan about it, and Elijah Wan says, you know, that was a tough moment, you know, but uh, 
But, you know, we, we, it was important because we learned our lines with each other, like, you know, our boundaries. Mm-hmm. Lindsay says, you know, she respects Elijah and they, she knows they're both rough around the edges. So they kind of get each other. Oh, uh, so they talk about the one and one on one on one conversation they had after they got back from the honeymoons, where they kind of learned about each other's boundaries, learned what gets on each other's nerves so that this type of thing won't happen again. Um, Lindsay says she enjoyed their one on one getting to know each other. Um, Elijah says, you know, throughout the whole thing, I was giving Mark and Lindsay a lot of therapy. You know, same with Mike and Jazz. I was giving them all sorts of relationship advice. And I said, so why didn't you? Why weren't you able to fix your issues? Is it a coincidence that the two people you were you were giving your advice to didn't work out? And I was just like, well, I'm not an expert, Kevin. <laughs> wait, wait a second. You just said you're giving therapy, and so, so it's so funny that he equated giving advice to people as, oh, that's therapy. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I'm not an expert, Kevin. So why are you butt yourself into their relationship? Maybe you should leave them alone. Um, so we get this really fun clip uh, about all the times that Elijah Wan messed up Katina's name on the honeymoon. Uh, so it's just a montage of him getting the name the wrong name: Jeanette, Jeanite, Janine, Janina, Kanet. Uh, Kanet. <laughs> so you know, and I don't know if I'm getting married to somebody. No matter how hard their name is, the next day I think I'm going to remember their name. Like even if I just met them, right? A pretty important figure in my life now. Yeah, and Katina's like, oh, it makes sense why he kept calling me wifey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they all remark about how, you know, how horrible Elijah is with names. I was not surprised to any of them. Um, you know, then we get into what I think we were all kind of waiting on as part of this reunion. Uh, Kevin brings up the infamous bowling clip. Um, and it's interesting how this conversation goes, considering that while the bowling clip was was you know, going on, we saw the little squares of them reacting to it, and Lindsay is like laughing at certain laughing. parts. Laughing, I was clips. like confused. How how are you laughing? What's funny about that? Yeah, Kevin asks. Uh, so, did you do you think you went too far, Lindsay? Uh, so she says, you know, I feel bad about the delivery um, of what I was saying. I, I this, but that is what I was feeling, and I could have used kinder words. Uh, Kevin asks if she's working on what she says to people. She says, Oh yeah, totally. The most unbelievable, the most unbelievable, yeah, totally ever. So she says, uh, she, you know, she kind of, she starts trying to defend herself. She's like, well, I wasn't really saying that to him. I was just kind of like bitching to myself over in a corner. And then I was like, yeah, but you were, you were bitching to other people. And what he didn't say was also into a hot mic. Yes, exactly. Uh, and like, Kev- you know, you're mic'd up or, you know, yeah, you know, you're mic'd up period. Yeah, Kevin asks if she's she's working on trying to figure out how to express herself better and kinder. Uh she she says that she is and you know in those moments, you know, when she sees red, she sees red and it, she lets it get get to the best of her. Uh Mark Mark like chimes in and he's like, you know, I really find it kind of sad that you can see that whole clip and not feel bad about how you spoke. And Lisa says, "Why? Well, I, I do feel I, I said I felt bad, didn't I?" And Mark says, "Yeah." It don't really seem that way. You don't seem that you know that remorseful. So usually when you when people feel bad about it, they come out and say it immediately. They don't have to be like badgered into right. saying they felt bad. Like they just they just kind of say it. Uh, so Kevin, you know, Kevin is like Lindsay. I think you should apologize to Mark right now. Go ahead. <laughs> like he he's like the dad of, of the moment. Like, I think you should apologize to your sister or your brother right, yeah. up, right there. Go go ahead. And so we get the you know that's the that's a big commercial cliffhanger. Right. So we get we get Lindsay oh, right. looking around. We get people we get all the nervous faces of all the people involved. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, is she gonna apologize? Is she not gonna apologize? 
but so, right before but, but right before yeah. we went to commercial Lajuan yeah. goes this, this this is what we were talking about with accountability yeah yeah the motivational speaker like Lindsay look at me remember remember we had this conversation that you got the <laughs> accountability you got to do it this is the time this is the moment uh so we come back for commercial and we get the Lindsay looking around we get another like 20 seconds of everybody looking around whether or not she's gonna say it or not and she finally turns to Mark. She says, I am sorry that I hurt your feelings. And I got so angry. But I, I can't take it back. And I could if I would. And Mark, you know, Mark is just like, mm, okay. Mark is not like really accepting this apology like at Mm-mm. all. So I think he I think he can tell this is kind of BS. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then it's like everyone here is kind of like really treats Mark like a six-year-old kid. Like, yeah, he needs to, they, they, yeah, they look at him like he needs protecting. Yeah, Steve's like, Mark, Mark, did you, is that okay? Do you need, you need her to apologize for anything else? Mark's like, no, 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 it's fine. And then mm-hmm. Kevin's like, Mark, no, speak up, Mark, if you got, if you, if she needs us to apologize for something else, speak up. And so I think what, you know, we're, they were all referencing, which Kev says to Lindsay, like, well, Lindsay, let's explain to you what we're kind of talking. Mark says that, you know, you spit on him, you know, in one of your all, one of your arguments. And, you know, Lindsay denies it. She says, no, 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 that didn't happen. That didn't happen. She, I, she says, well, here, here's what it was. I said that if I if I had spit, I would spit on him. Like if I had spit to spit, I spit it on him. I did say that. I said uh, that. It's almost just as bad, right? Yes. <laughs> so it's Both not really, are awful. It's not really doing much to repair your your image here, Lindsay. Uh, so Kev says he just he's just kind of hurt uh, what he perceives as being spit on, and he asks her, "Just can you just acknowledge that?" And then oh, like Elijah comes in again, and just like listen, 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 Lindsay, look at me. If you did it, just just like, apologize for it. If it mm-hmm. happened, you know we you know we're all looking at you crazy because we think this happened. If it, <laughs> if it if it happened, just go ahead and apologize for it. No one's gonna look out. No one's gonna you know no one's gonna feel make you feel bad about. It. We're just looking out for you and looking out for Mark. So then she she goes to Mark. She says, "Well, I, I apologize that if you know in our you know verbal argument that if we got into you know contact and if some spit landed on you, uh, <laughs> by I chance apologize. if it went through the air and landed on your t-shirt, <laughs> I'm so sorry." So it's like admitting that she did it while not admitting that she did it. Uh, so Ken, so we 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 another kind of left taking a left transition because as well let's talk about you guys intimacy ex- intimacy exercises from dr viv and then we get a montage uh featuring all the sex talks and the sex exercises they did throughout the season uh we get the mark in a candy bikini he says yeah that was awkward uh no the, the candy bikini was fine the ball gag was awkward <laughs> <laughs> and kev asks noise see so did you guys ever do that uh public sex thing y'all talking about and steve's like well uh, it was kind of semi-public and I think Noy at first doesn't get it and then he like kind of like says something to her and she's like oh yeah that and then she's like looks very embarrassed she's like don't talk yeah. about it don't talk about it I'm like what What time did she forget yeah. that was semi-public uh, so we get into a segment about tweets uh, you know we get a, a segment about Noy's camping and this look on Steve's face this was a very like nothing thing um, we reference, uh, well, oh, we did get an answer to a mystery that we were, you know, trying to solve in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. 
the mysterious stain on Elijah Wan's underwear during the uh, the first night as a couple. We we saw a scene where Elijah Wan jumped on the bed and there was this mystery stain on his underwear. Everyone thought that Elijah Wan had pooped himself, uh, but Elijah Wan reveals no, it was in a, a pen that I had in my pocket. Uh, the the pen busted and there was ink on my underwear. Sure, Elijah Wan. Yeah, sure. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like if if he had seen that, I feel like he would have just changed. Like you already know you're shooting in your underwear. Why wouldn't you just change? You have a backpack. I'm sure you have others that you could have just put on. Yeah. Especially to bed. I don't know. Maybe but my thing. Suspicious. Yeah. My thing about this segment of Kevin reading tweets when they film this reunion, when only a few episodes are out at that point. Yeah. Like, first of all, I tried to look up one of the tweets. Nothing came up. <laughs> with So I I don't know if these were let's make up some tweets that would be tweeted. Well, all the things they talked about were very early on. So this was was stuff that, you know, had aired by then. So that's what, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, maybe they just pulled some live tweets from what has been shown, but I didn't find it. It's like, what the heck? (laughs) Uh, We also get a a mention of uh, uh, Mark slowing down the intimacy after, you know, already having sex on the honeymoon. And Mark kind of explains that, you know, we, we had fun, right? Before the honeymoon, but then things got rocky. I wanted a more emotional connection. And Kev says, yeah, but after you already had sex, though, right? Mark's like, yeah, kind of, I guess. (laughs) See, that's my problem with these tweets. They're too early on. These people did not see what transpired. We are way after anything that they are talking about. So it just felt so irrelevant. I could have done without this entire tweet segment. Yeah, we did get a comment about Jasmina saying, now Michael. <laughs> it was uh, it was funny with Michael's like, yeah, I felt like one of her students at that point. Yeah. Uh, funny little little section there. Uh, we saw some bloopers. Nothing to really to talk about. Yeah, this has nothing on like, or like, it's nowhere. I feel like with the Bachelor, Bachelorette bloopers, there's always something that makes me laugh. There was, I did not crack a laugh with any of those. Because yeah, it wasn't like talking. breaking the fourth wall. It was just like, oh, these are silly, goofy moments from the season rather than like, I want to see some production mess ups, you know? Yeah. Like a mic in the camera shot or something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, Kev says, you know, there are good times, there are fun times, there are bad times, but, and, you know, there are good chips, the last line there in. are bad chips. <laughs> yeah. Elijah well, says, you know, we met as strangers, job became family. And it really helped our marriages that we all were able to come together like this. That's pretty much what they ended on. Yay! End clap, 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 clap. Golf clap. So it definitely wasn't as good as part one. I, I, yeah. I was way more excited than what it gave. But we did get a legit preview of where are they now. So yeah. we see a couple of things. Definitely some reappearances from past Married to First Sight alum. Uh, so we see Chris is going to be going on dates or at least being accompanied to the retreat because they are doing like a getaway weekend with Olivia from season 11. That was before we started covering it on this podcast. Um, but yeah, season 11, when they were in New Orleans, when Olivia was with uh, Brett, I think his name was Brett. Is it Brett or Brett? Okay. Yeah. And that was just an awful situation. Um, for her. And then Alyssa is going to be talking to Ryan from last season from Houston from season 13 with Brett with Brett and Ryan. It's like, 
So she, she found her supposed, cowboy. She said, he's exactly what I asked for. Oh, Ryan. God. Really? Ryan, we're talking about the same Ryan. But whatever floats her boat. Jeff D is hanging out with Mike and Elajuan because we know that Jeff D and Elajuan know each other from, was it from college maybe? Yeah, I think like college football or something. Yeah. Mark goes on a date and then Jasmina and Michael are having a conversation where Jasmina says, as your friend, do you think I deserve that? <laughs> so yeah, another argument and, uh, with them. We got some, some, some more tension between Steve and Lindsay. Yes. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about the, the new couplings of uh, Chris and Olivia and uh, Alyssa and Ryan. I, I think this is really kind of contrived. I don't really believe this is real. I feel like Chris and Olivia is contrived, but I could totally see Alyssa going after Ryan. Yeah, but I feel like there was so much talk. I remember around the times of like Alyssa's blow ups and everyone was like fan casting Ryan and Alyssa. And I think Ryan had even come on social media and said like, hey guys, don't be so mean to Alyssa or something like that. Yeah, but I feel like Ryan, it's totally not out of bounds for to think that Ryan would go for Alyssa because remember he was rumored to be with Mindy from yeah, season? Yeah, I mean, no, listen, that's true. I think they would make a good couple because they're both awful people. And my mm. motto is stick to awful people with awful people so they don't infect good people. Right. That's my motto. But like, I just don't believe it happened naturally. Like, I believe Mavs was like, hey, Alyssa will fly you out to Houston or Ryan will fly you out to Boston. You guys can meet mm-hmm. up and we'll film it. Um, and the same thing with Chris and with Chris and Olivia. I think, See, I think Olivia, it mainly for Chris and Olivia. Because what, in what world are they connecting? Right. I think Chris and Olivia make would make a good, boring couple. I think they see that and would be like, hey, this would be a nice little pairing. You both got, you know, left uh, suddenly in your marriages. Because mm-hmm. Brett left Olivia in the middle of the experiment. Yeah. The process or whatever you want to call it. So it's like, hey, this would be fun. You guys are kind of both boring people <laughs> yeah you guys will make a good match let's make this happen so I, I don't know if either of these happened naturally uh, i don't know what the future of these relationships would be since you know they all live so far apart from each other yeah i'm interested to see what it brings next week though yeah we'll see i mean i think yeah we'll definitely get to see the dynamic we'll get to see what kind of made up story came with it because <laughs> you know we had last season how like oh uh, Zach asked Bao on a date at pool when the other guys left. We know that was probably not the right. first time he asked her. So yeah, they were already I'm going inter- out for like a couple months by that point. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how they plan to shape those relationships or whatever they're doing. Situationships, they're just dating. What's what's gonna happen? Um, so that that'll be interesting. Um, but I do want to ask you something. I did. So I ha- I've been having a debate with one of my friends all day long. Who do you think is worse, Alyssa or Lindsay? I have to give it to Lindsay. Um, Me too. So I know that Alyssa, Alyssa very early on was the big bad of this season. But I think if we looked at it objectively, we can say that Alyssa never really was disrespectful to Chris to his face. Mm-hmm. Lindsay uh, berated Mark several times, uh, hit below the belt in all their arguments. 
Uh, so I would have to, I would have to give it to Lindsay for sure. Alyssa's horrible, but I think Lindsay is even worse. Say, okay, I totally agree. Her stance is that it's worse that Alyssa isn't disrespectful to Chris's face because you don't know what to expect from her. But for me, what Lindsay's doing, the emotional turmoil she has put Mark through is just awful. Like Mark's going to need some time. He is going to need some time to learn how to trust a partner again after what he has gone through with her. With Chris and Alyssa, I feel like with Alyssa, she she just wasn't attracted to him. And then she acted like a child about it. Right. But I feel like that literally anything Alyssa did, you can sum it. Oh, she was acting like a child. She was acting like a child. You can sum it up. But Lindsay, like, we can't just sum up her actions. She's awful to whoever just makes her mad. She's awful to the experts that she's mad about them. She's awful to the other women that they've had to block her and unfollow her. She's awful to Mark to his face behind his behind his back. And it's just like she's it the 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 worst quality about her, in my opinion, is the fact that she tries to present herself as such a kind person. I'll do whatever I I want for you. Uh, what I'll do anything for you, but then throws it back in your face. Then she says, "Oh, but I did this and I did this, and you don't appreciate it. You never said anything about this and this and this and this that it, and this that I did out of the kindness of my heart." Yeah, no, don't so many, do that. And so many people have to like. We've had to present her in so many times, like, "Hey, Lindsay." You know, all this good stuff you did doesn't like negate the bad stuff you're doing. Like mm-hmm. you're like you're being horrible to this man. It doesn't matter all the times you helped him. You were still horrible to him. And Alyssa did all this stuff behind Chris's back. Lindsay did the same thing. So, like yeah. she complained about Mark behind his back. And she also did it to his face. I just I don't I you know, kind of uh spoiler alert to what we'll be talking about on our bonus pod. But I think Lindsay, for me, is going to go, like, maybe into my top worst uh, spouses of this show. Absolutely. <laughs> like, there's no doubt about it. There, there's almost, I was going to say there's no competition. There, There's definitely some competition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But from a wives standpoint, like, I oh. have to go all the way back to, like, Dallas with Mia which it's like they were both terrible to each other exactly exactly it was mutually toxic the fact that and i know people have their opinions about mark i know Mm -hmm. people some people don't believe that he's some people think the same thing Lindsay does that they think he's not genuine and that he just whatever but there's no denying the things that she says to him and the and how she says and just the disrespect she has for him and shows him when she tries to paint it that she cares for him so much or she cared for him so much and she would she went she did leaps and bounds to be an amazing wife but then throws it in his face every single chance she gets no hands down that's that's just awful with Alyssa she was just acting like a child because she didn't yep. get her way from an attra- uh, like a physical perspective. I mean, let's not forget last week, just last week, Lindsay is here and apologized to Mark this episode. Or let's remember just last week, which was probably like an hour or so in their real time when they were yeah. this reunion. She came out with this letter and yeah. basically <laughs> told him that he was he did nothing for her. He was awful. He's terrible. She said he had no intellect. This was just an hour before she apologized yes. to him. Like, yes. 
let's remember that. Let's yeah. remember all the horrible things she did compared to now. Could Alyssa have gotten there if they had given time? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but, you know, Alyssa, as terrible as she was, as childish as she was, she tried to keep that part away from mm. Chris slash the cameras. Yeah. I really think if she had gotten Chris alone with no camera, she might have been a little more harsh towards him. Yeah. But she was trying to keep it cool, like when she <laughs> didn't think she's being filmed. So yeah. that's something she is horrible. I don't want anybody to misconstrue what I'm saying. She's horrible, but she's not on the level of Lindsay. Right. Exactly. Okay. Agreed. We're on the same page. All right, guys. That is it for our coverage of part two of the reunion. Like we said, we will be back to talk about where are they now. Jason, what are you up to? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at J-A-Y-R-1085. You can also find me on Post Show Recaps wrapping up This Is Us. Uh, we just finished up the series finale this week. Uh, that pod is out there now. Next week, we'll be doing kind of a retrospective of the show, talking about a few of the characters' journeys, our favorite moments, favorite episodes. And you may or may not see someone else that is on this podcast on that podcast, but I cannot divulge any other further details is um, it you <laughs> I, i'll definitely be there but you okay. might find someone else that's also on this podcast there but oh, i can't you know i okay. can't say okay. who exactly um so yeah that's that's where you'll find me nowadays um i was recently this week on the crime scene podcast that's crime s-e-e-n podcast on the robins podcast network um hosted by two of our lovely guests from this season mari forth and sarah carradine we talked about the netflix documentary our father heavy topic we tried to cover it uh with some levity so we, yeah you know, y'all did a great dark. job i enjoyed yeah, it I, I had a great time uh so check that out it was a great podcast uh so that's where you'll find me for now anything else coming up you can find it on my twitter uh how about you asia yeah you can follow me on twitter at asia like asia a-y-s-h-a like a-s-i-a um, I also will be joining them on crime scene in a couple of weeks uh, so stay tuned for that if you subscribe to the crime seed, crime scene feed, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can hear all of those podcasts. It's very, very interesting. I actually enjoy just listening to those rather than watching <laughs> any of the <laughs> documentaries. I started Our Father and it was just like, oh, so I had to like, it's dark. yeah, I stopped like 30 minutes in. I was like, I'll just listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, here talking about Married at First Sight every week, all year. Um, and then <laughs> never ending, <laughs> never ending. And then, uh, of course, you can subscribe to our Love at First Sight feed, and you can also get the Love is Blind and the Ultimatum coverage uh, with my co host, Mary Kukowski. I'm also joined Taryn Armstrong, uh, David Bloomberg, and Lavina to talk about uh, the circle. We talked about episode, I believe it was episode, yeah, episodes nine through 12. And so I know the finale is out now, but if you want to go back and listen to that podcast, we had a good time talking about the circle. Uh, and then, you know, later this year, Big Brother coverage, uh, Big Brother 24 will be out. So you can catch me around there. Um, so, yeah, just give me a follow and you'll see whatever I'm up to. Um, so until next week, we will see y'all then. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.